Fans of the Dynasty Invest podcast, if you feel like there was one particular episode in the back catalogue in the anthology of Dynasty Invest podcast episodes that really, really, really was massively valuable to you, feel free to share that with a fellow dental colleague who's in a similar position so their understanding of finance can be elevated and they can hit the next level of financial success in their life. Also, as well as that, if you could take two seconds to rate and review this podcast, it would mean the world to me. What that would mean is that it drives this podcast further in terms of reach so that more dentists across the world can be able to benefit from the knowledge contained therein. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to the Dentists Who Invest podcast. What is good, people of Dentists Who Invest? Welcome back for another Dentists Who Invest podcast episode, a very special podcast episode, a live and in the house episode, one of the first times we have ever done this. They are few and far between, and I'm so privileged and happy to bring you Jabir, who runs a little-known platform on Instagram, and we are here today to talk about how every dentist can maximize their effect, their reach, their ability to talk to their patients and clients and whoever they fancy on Instagram, implementable things that any one of us can do. Very excited for this one. How are you today, Javier? Hey, James. It's great to be back on the podcast one year later. And That's crazy, right? Let's yeah. just pause for one second there. Wow. One year. That feels like mm-hmm. so recently. I can't believe the podcast is a year-ish old. That's insane, man. Yeah. Um, and clearly, you've gone from strength to strength. And hopefully I can uh, jump in and uh, give some useful information to the guys that they can action. Uh, and hopefully you see some results at the end of it and some happy faces from your listeners. Let's take the word hopefully out, Javier. I'm certain that you can, my friend. Javier, for those that haven't heard the first podcast episode, maybe you'd like to do a little bit of an intro because I alluded to your online presence. Yeah. But... I did that on purpose. I purposely left it vague because I know that you can do a better job of describing it than me. So just the things I'm involved in, basically? <laughs> well, yeah, read them off. Yeah, right. yeah. Because I'll, I'll, lo- I'll learn as well because I know mainly about your Instagram um, yeah. page, your channel, but there, there's quite possibly other things. A couple of it. So uh, about three years ago, maybe three and a bit, I started uh, Dentists of Insta, which is basically a place for dental professionals, anyone involved in dentistry to socialize and network. Um, as of today, we're at 62,500 followers on the Wow. Uh, my personal account's doing nicely. We've got, you know, just under 12,000, hopefully to get 12,000 by the end of the year. So feel free, guys. <laughs> also, um, quite heavily involved in online education, making it free for dentists. So we're doing a series called Endo Mentor. Uh, with top specialists from across the world, a couple of guys from America, some guys from the UK, and then some others from various countries. So that's something that goes on Instagram Live and then replayed back on YouTube. That was the real big thing during the pandemic. It was sometimes twice a day, not just endo, but all facets of dentistry, from marketing, from endo, perio, etc. And yeah, on top of that, we also do... Um, well, I do a little bit on TikTok, which is possibly the same stuff that I put on Instagram video-wise. Um, and that's something that I'm looking to get into at the moment. So uh, that's a bit of a new journey for me. But yeah, there's a few things that I, I do know, a few things that I can definitely share with the guys and hopefully some actionable informations that they can uh, really take on to new levels. Yeah, 110%. Because for me, coming from the digital dark age, from, from someone who's born in 1991, 
which doesn't sound like that long ago, but for me, I really feel like in our generation, the generation of those people in the early 90s, social media was something that came about. And it's very easy to be someone who doesn't necessarily realize its power, as I wasn't for such a long time. You are, of course, still a dentist, Javi, or you're yep. working as a dentist. Yep. And the reason I wanted to do this podcast, part of the reason, one of the reasons, was to educate people <coughs> on how social media can be a force for good and a force for good in their dental career. And you've been someone who's been a beneficiary of that as well, because, of course, you are still a dentist. Yeah, for sure. I think social media has its positives and negatives, and it's really down to the individual where you take it. And for me, I was never someone who wanted to stop doing the dentistry, certainly not at this point in my career, uh, three, four years out of university. Um, so I have utilized it in that side of my, my life. And you probably, if you watch me on Instagram, don't know too much about what I do as a person outside of what I'm willing to share. So it doesn't have to be an all-encompassing thing. You can share as much or as little as you want and you can tailor things to um, give off the vibe that you like, which is then going to help you or hinder you if, you if you do it right or wrong. Yeah. Well, help, I'm sure, because yeah. after you've listened to this podcast, Javier will put you in the right place and show, put, show you in the right direction so that we'll know exactly what to do on our social media platforms. So like I say, you've been a beneficiary. Let's give everyone some tangible examples of how it's directly helped you. Opportunities and jobs, opportunities with patients. Yeah, job opportunities, I would say not so much at the moment. It definitely has helped me indirectly. I've become someone who is able to talk and you know do things like podcasts, which has definitely helped me on in terms of one-to-one. So I would say if I hadn't started doing all these things and been more open, uh, I wouldn't have got, for example, the first job I got outside of uh, foundation yet uh, because I was the quietest person in the room for a long time. And that flipped on its head after one year of, uh, of doing that. Can I just jump in there for two seconds? If you can speak on camera without anybody giving you anything back, that is when you can speak 110%. And that is something that is so helpful as a life skill. From the point of view that you can pick up conversation with anybody, even when they're not necessarily giving you anything back, and you can keep the patter up. And wow, the onus is really on you. The focus is really on you to improve in that aspect when it's just you and that camera. Wow, it's incredible. And I I really would encourage anybody to make content from the point of view that it would help them on that front, even before we get on to any of the other merits, any of the other tangible things that I just spoke about a minute ago, such as job opportunities, et cetera, et cetera. Sorry for jumping in there. I just thought that that would be a nice thing to throw on top. Yeah, no, definitely. I think if you look at all of these things as your personal skills, and you can add a skill to the current roster that you have and you can add something to your boat, then one by one you'll become the person that you're aiming for if you're being clever about how you do things. And I think that's possibly the end goal for, for a lot of you guys, You know, whether it's becoming financially independent or becoming the best dentist, practice owner, or whatever it is that you want to be. You have to be able to look objectively at yourself and say, I'm bad at this, good at this, and if it was me... You know, five years ago, I say, I can't do public speaking very well. I'm not good in front of audience. And two, three years on, I lecture to dental students about social media. 
I do podcasts one on one, and I'm not stuttering so much, <laughs> not so much as before. I'm sure if you go back a year and look at my early videos, you go, oh, "This guy shouldn't be doing this." Uh, <laughs> but you know, we're we're in a whole different you know sort of realm a year on, and I feel much more comfortable talking to people. And if you're someone who wants to work in clinical practice and you can talk to your patients uh, at a much more personable level, you're going to get on much better. They're going to like you more. They're less likely to sue you if you're someone who's worried about that. You'll be able to get better treatments um, kind of sold if you're someone who struggles to get people on board with the treatment that you want to do and the treatment that's maybe best for them. That's something that I definitely see as a positive. I can speak to people now when I'm doing a consult for something and they they can hear the negatives of whatever treatment I might be offering, you know, might fail, X, Y, Z, there's no guarantees. And they're still not too phased by it because you've been able to speak to them and say, look, you're in this situation, you can go plus, you can go minus. And hopefully we, we end up on the on the good side of things. I'm confident in my skills, but there's always that chance. And and they tend to, to roll with it because, you know, you've been honest and you've been able to say it in a way that doesn't scare the shit out of them. Awesome. Yeah. And I feel like maybe for me, before I went into doing a lot of things that I do now with Dentists Who Invest in the podcast, I always thought that it was only worth doing if you could ever become, if you knew you were going to become like some sort of star or celebrity or some sort of Kim K. But that is something that may happen. And that would be a very good thing if it did happen, if you were someone who sought to be famous. And that's completely fair. If that's what your ambition is. But you have to think about the other intangibles and the things that you learn along the way. And maybe those are things that don't get so much airtime, but I 100% think they're things that are worth saying and worth hearing because I definitely didn't think like that. Was that the only thing? There was there was more than that, right, that, that you learned? There is so much. I think if we touch upon the base topic today, which is social media, let's take the first word, you know, because that's going to be the, the base point from where you start. You need to be social at some point this whole journey if you're going online and you're going to put out your uh, your yourself as a, as a person to either come and have treatment from or do x y z whatever it is if it's yourself selling courses you know if it's yourself doing um if it's somebody else who's you know selling implants they're coming to you because there's a thousand people selling courses and there's a thousand people selling implants so if you can get yourself out there in a way that's sociable and people will react well to and you know they can see actually this guy is is something and I like the way he is then you're going to be in a much better place and I think that's probably the starting point from where I started for me it was if you go back and watch the first uh, episode we did uh, I think I discussed how I started the whole dense of incident because I needed tour guides when I went to Australia and so it was a purely social I need people to show me around thing this is a good idea so I'll do it and I, you know, ran with it. But the, the first step was, look, I'm going to be social. I didn't have any idea of where it was going. I didn't think it was going to be huge. I didn't want to sell something off the back of it. And I think that's that's the case with yourself also. You know, you started the invest page because you needed to share this information because you thought no one else is sharing it and we need to know it. And then it's grown into something huge afterwards, you know, that you are now, you know, very happy with and very comfortable doing. Um, and hopefully, you know, it's going to continue for, for both of us for a long time. Awesome, man. Well, yeah, a little little side tangent on that <coughs> topic that you just talked, we just uh, mentioned just then. So 
if we look at the title of the group, Dentists Who Invest, Dentists Who Invest, a community group for dentists who enjoy trading, yeah. trading. So I originally envisaged that it would be somewhere that people could go. They had a tip on a stock or if they had done some technical analysis and they really liked a crypto, that everybody could on that group would be people who could benefit from that knowledge and could use that information to trade it. But then as more and more people joined it, I realized that actually there's a much broader interest here there's a much broader thing that we could use to help people and that is to improve their financial literacy in every respect not just trading and that's where it came from i think that as long as you can make your focus and your onus on the fact that you want to help people then people will recognize that and people will follow your group your brand your instagram page whatever that is if they feel like they're going to get real value from it so your job is to prioritize giving them value and making it worthwhile for them over anything else. And that's, if you can do that enough and consistently enough, that's when something spe- special things can happen. So yeah, yeah. awesome, man. Yeah, yeah, I think I would add to that, people can smell a fake a mile off. And the number one mistake I see from lots of people on social media, especially on Instagram, for example, is acting like your Coca-Cola and throwing things out there like your Coca-Cola that a big brand would get away with and you're not you're a small dental practice or you're an individual you can't act like the magnanimous you know I'm on top sort of guy uh, even if you're really really good because Coca-Cola's got the name behind them and years and years and decades of, of branding behind them to then act that way so that's possibly a mindset shift that people maybe want to uh, enact Yes, you've been to dentist school and you've practiced for 15, 20, 25 years, but no one's heard of you online. You need to build that from zero. Which ties me into the next thing that I would like to bring up, which is how can dentists, broadly speaking, market themselves better on Instagram? What should they focus on? Now, you've just explained one of those things, which is to not act like your P. Diddy before you've you've reached P. Diddy's level is another way of phrasing it, I suppose. Yeah. Anything else you'd like to throw in there? Well, yeah, I think that is, um, that's one way of putting it. I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think you've obviously got some, some skill. Everyone's got the skill. So I don't want people to take it in a bad way and say, actually, you're no good. It's more, you need to find a way that is comfortable for you to show that to everyone in a way that's not off-putting and not too arrogant, you know, in a way that's going to be received well because perception is everything in this game. And you know as well as I do how long it takes to edit a video, to edit a podcast. Uh, And if you're not enjoying the way that you're doing something when you're making this content to go out there, then it's not going to go very far because it comes across somehow. And I've seen that, you know, pretty regularly. Um... And if you do strike gold and find the right way to do something that's not a task for yourself, then, you know, not onerous and you're able to do it consistently, I think you probably will see results. How big you go and how big you get, that's just down to demographic you're targeting. Yeah. I'd also like to just throw in one more thing that's relevant as well. I feel like we all feel that we have to be the expert to be 
on a particular matter to begin posting on social media. The thing is, if you wait until the point that you've already got to achieve that status, first of all, who's to say when that is? Because even the experts are continuously learning. Even the experts don't recognize when they've hit that level, that supposed, inverted commas, expert status. So when is that? When is that point? It's hard to define. And therefore, because it's so hard to define, we can't define it. And we shouldn't let that be something that holds us back in our pursuit of growing our social media in our pursuit of growing ourselves through growing our social media of course as well which comes as a secondary byproduct of that so for me rather than documenting your success why not just document your journey and you will so many people out there will relate to you there's far more people who can relate to the journey that can relate to the expert status because being an expert is only a small club of people we have to remember it and if you frame it in that way then actually social media is a lot more friendly a place than we might all imagine and conceive it yeah. to be it's a reflection of yourself if you put out negativity you'll get it back so true oh my goodness yeah, yeah so true I think that's that's the biggest thing that I've I've kind of felt because I try and keep everything we do positive you know so look this photo that you sent me to post is a bit too grainy can you do it another way can you take the picture that's not a selfie in, in the mirror because I think it'll do better for you it's all how you frame things instead of saying your camera's shit mate get another one go and buy a DSLR and take a good photo then I'll post it you know there's a nice way to say things and there's a, there's a constructive way to say things and there's a way that make, make feel some, someone feel small so I think that is exactly it just as in life if you wouldn't say that to someone's face and maybe you are someone who would say something like that to someone's face uh, in which case again just look at yourself a little bit and, uh, and, and sort that out but it's, it's exactly it's social media it's, it's one to one interactions or one-to-many interactions just across another me- uh, medium you know online so act the same way that you would in real life and I think you'll you'll see the same reaction back to you I always feel like negativity gets so much more airtime than positivity as well even though we all like to be positive so what is with that change starts from within change starts from the self-reflection that you can afford and push out into the world so as I say positivity if you want to see more positivity it's 100% a self-fulfilling thing start with yourself positivity attracts positivity it's like uh, the opposite of magnetism it's not positive and negative attracting it's positive and positive attracting that's what I've noticed 100% so if you want more of that in your life then throwing some love out there into the world is the best way to get it in my opinion 110% awesome so we obviously Javier you are someone who is known for your presence on Insta yeah now Instagram as a platform as a brand is something that there are murmurs that generally people are moving away from Insta because they feel like that younger audience with videos, etc., are more attracted to platforms like TikTok, which are slightly more vibrant. That would be the opinion of some is the best way I can put it. What are your thoughts on that matter? And where do you see Instagram fitting in in marketing for dentists going forwards? Because let's not forget, that's where so many practices and dentists document their journey mm. and put themselves out there. How can how do you see that fitting in going forwards? I think it's going to be the mainstay. Okay. I think for sure 
TikTok is huge and it's going to be the the number two or you know maybe even joint number one in your arsenal mm-hmm. alongside Facebook. You've got different demographics on all three platforms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it depends. Are you someone? <coughs> sorry, not COVID cough. <laughs> Are you someone who's targeting older patients mm-hmm. for dentures? Mm-hmm. Facebook's your 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 mm-hmm. go to. Yeah. Are you someone who's targeting millennials? You're looking at Instagram. Uh, obviously, you've got groups out, you know, between the two and groups will move across from one to another. Everyone's on TikTok and uh, Instagram as far as I can see. But the mainstay of people who are posting lots and doing big things on TikTok are much younger. Is it Gen Z? You know, um, they're currently teenagers and young 20s, early 20s. So it depends who you're, ch- who you're chasing after in terms of your target audience. Uh, I know a very, very cool guy in, uh, in Austin, Texas, or he's in Texas somewhere, He's got 2.4 million uh, followers, last I checked, on TikTok. But his mainstay is removing, you know, lower molars, you know, wisdom teeth in America. So that's a huge thing for him. You know, he shows people the, the reactions and what people say after they've come off sedation. Hilarious. Some, some really, really good little, little bits on there. Uh, check him out. It's called Dr. Graves, and you'll see what I mean. And he's made a whole thing of it. You know, um, his TikTok is, is now just huge, but he's got his niche. He knows what he's doing and he caters to that and he doesn't stray from it. I think that is the key. If you are picking something and you say, I want to do X, you stick to X. You don't drop in a bit of, this is the food I ate on the weekend as well. And you don't drop in a bit of, oh, look at this nice wedding I went to and, and that kind of thing. And I'm probably a hypocrite there, but mainly because I don't really have that kind of a, um, a target on Instagram. I'm, I'm doing it purely um, to to create those connections. So I'm, I'm on there for connections, so I want people to know a little bit about me. Not too much, so that's invasive, but a little bit about me so they feel like they know me and they feel like they know what I like. So everyone knows I got a great to see the football. Everyone knows that I, you know, like some endo. They know that I'm not a specialist, but, you know, I'm doing some good work um, and, I, and I work hard at that and, you know, they've seen that. But they feel like there's a little connection there. If you're doing Invisalign, then you need to show your before and afters. I think one thing I would say with uh, dentistry is people, no one likes to see inside the mouth. Go to social distance. So currently me and James are sat across a table. People want to see what they can see in the mirror and not much closer than that. Maybe a retracted shot, but even that grosses some people out. So you want to see the social distance. So... Uh, not quite social distancing, you know, the whole thing that's gone past, but, you know, seeing across the table from someone, that kind of a focal length um, or a distance away from the, the person so you can see them, maybe even see the eyes. I know people won't like that. You might have to crop it out and just have the lower, lower third of the face. That, for me, would be the way to go because no one wants to see a posterior composite. No one gives a crap about your amalgam replacements and your... I don't know, whatever else people are doing, you're scaling it, although it's you know, got wow factor because it's kind of disgusting sometimes. But really, if you're trying to get patients, you're going to go with you know, that more sociable aspect and the more social lens. Start with the after picture. I used to do that all the time. And people, like, when I, you know, from all my, dentist, my Instagram, with my clinical work, I used to start with a before picture because I thought, oh, okay, I'll show this and then everybody can see the transformation. So many people scroll past and comment things like, what the heck, that looks really bad. 
<laughs> because you showed them the old Taddy amalgam that was in there before, not the beautiful composite afterwards, and people's attention spans are like zing, like that, you know what I mean? So yeah. it makes more sense to show the old one first, but just it's like... logical. Yeah. We, we, you have to, I think we all have to remember who we're aiming it at, don't we? I mean, if it's a four or the dentist, then it can be... It can be like a really well-adjusted Michigan splint is like porn for some dentists, you know what I mean? Or like a really good endo or like a really good denture. But to patients, that means absolutely nothing. They're more about ABB, stuff that maybe isn't even that technical, like bleaching, but they just think it looks wow, you know what I mean? And that was something that I, hopefully somebody out there listening will hear themselves in that and maybe hone what they're doing more towards their target audience. Fair enough if you're making one for dentists, but most of us aren't. Most of us are making social media platform. Most of us are making a social media profile for leads, for patients. So just a little tidbit and something that I've noticed, and perhaps you've noticed that too. Anything you'd like to add to that? Yeah, I think that's a huge thing. Fair enough if you're just someone who likes photography and likes your dentistry and just want to show your your one, one, two, three, A, B, C of how you did things. That's brilliant. You know, fair play to you. You know, it's really interesting for us. But for the average guy, just don't care. They just don't care. And they just want to see what you can do for them. It's, it's what value can you offer to that patient? Not, look how great I am, and this is how we did it, and this is how we did X, Y, Z. They just want to know, can you do it, can you not? TikTok. Yeah. Should we all be downloading TikTok as an app and making a profile post-haste? Because you know those teenagers we talked about earlier? Yeah. Those teenagers are going to be 16, 17, 18 before we know it. That is the, those are the dental patients of tomorrow. Yep. They're also all on Instagram. So yes, oh. you should. But have a look at the kind of content that does well on TikTok. You need to put yourself out there in a completely different way. Are you comfortable with that? You're going to be on the camera. You're going to be speaking. You're going to be reacting to things. You're going to be making little skits, comedy sketches, some way to then show people that this is interesting and actually we're cool. And have you got the time to do that? Do you have the personality to do that? And possibly we're the two of those. Javier, <laughs> um, no holding back. Javier went there. Javier went there. So, no, well, you, you mean, I suppose what you mean in terms of like a flamboyant... Trending. If you want to get trending, you, you want an attractive, you know, guy or girl okay. who's a little bit ripped if it's a guy and perfect teeth and perfect tan and hair and the, and the lot. Okay. And the same thing for the girls because that's what holds attention is a face and a nice face and a nice everything else. And yes, you might do well with other things, but it's a thousand times harder. Definitely worth doing it if that's what you want to do. But I'm sure everyone notices what does well and what doesn't do well um, so it is a harsh reality I think there that you can uh, you can make or break it by just utilising the likes of influencers which is why influencing is a thing what are, what, are, what other skill sets need to be in our repertoire to be dentists that are effective at marketing on TikTok so you're going to want to get into cinematography and videography you need to learn storytelling but storytelling in under 10 seconds once you go past 15 or 20 seconds you've lost most people you need to be able to put a hook in first that's going to catch attention and then tell your story 
So that's the way that you're going to get someone to watch the full video, for example, or going to read a full paragraph. You know, interesting. Oh, would you like to know how to do X? That's a hook. Yes, I would like to know that. Then they'll read through. But again, being to the point, attention spans have dropped massively, massively. You can see on analytics of videos, early videos, you know, there's a huge drop off as people either find interest or don't find interest. And the shorter something is, the easier it is to watch. I felt that myself, you know, really interesting video. I was like, oh, is that a bloody minute long? What's happened? You know, I used to be able to watch longer videos, but TikTok has changed things and you have to cater to that. Mm, mm. And on the topic of videos and where we can conventionally find long ones, YouTube, yeah. does that get a look in? Real quick, guys, I've put together a special report for dentists entitled The Seven Costly and Potentially Disastrous Mistakes that Dentists Make Whenever It Comes to Their Finances. Most of the time, dentists are going through these issues and they don't even necessarily realize that they're happening until they have their eyes opened. And that is the purpose of this report. You can go ahead and receive your free report by heading on over to www.dentistuinvest.com forward slash podcast report. Or alternatively, you can download it using the link in the description. This report details these seven most common issues. However, most importantly, it also shows you how to fix them. I'm really looking forward to hearing your thoughts. Yeah, I think if you, for example, are a practice, I know of a lovely girl, uh, Angela, who's opened in Manchester. Uh, she's got over a million views on her videos and it's purely how to do X, Y, Z for her patients. So been to see her or you know search people searching for these things are now watching those videos so Angela's doing really well with that cool and what would you say our number one priority for a platform to market ourselves <clears throat> as dentists is which platform or what? which as in yes sorry which platform which platform so if I'm going to quote I'm on a course which you came and uh, joined us on for lunch <laughs> recently, briefly, briefly uh, yeah. course, which is great for anyone who wants to do implants um, I'm going to quote Hassan from the course he, he says start with the prosthetic in mind the end in mind so what patient do you want walking in the door and work backwards from that what are they going to like what are they going to respond to and then work out if you are the right person to do that I see and just as you said earlier Facebook tends to be an older demographic. Yep. Broad, broad rules of yeah, thumb, by the way, all, guys. This is all just, you know, very broad strokes because there are yeah. all generations everywhere. Of course. No, we, yes, we, we wouldn't mean to... Uh, stereotype. Stereotype is a good word. Absolutely. So, yeah, broad strokes, generally speaking, Facebook, as you were saying. <coughs> Instagram's your millennials, generally, and uh, your TikToks are your uh, Gen Zs. Pretty much, and everyone's on YouTube, but for different things. So. I see. Awesome. Let's change gears slightly. We've talked about the more flashy social media platforms is one word we could use. Mm. What about the old workhorse that is LinkedIn? Where does that fit in? Professional connections. I don't think I've used LinkedIn for anything that's possibly going to get me patience. Uh, if that's your focus, don't waste your time on that. Um, maybe there's a way to do it but not that I've seen currently. Possibly if you're looking for associates, if you're looking for somewhere to work, that might be a good place to start. But again, you have 
all these other platforms for that as well. If you're an associate and you're looking to get picked up by a nice private practice, that's maybe one area where taking your befores and afters of your posterior composites, crowns and dentures maybe is a good idea because practice owners can see it. Actually, he knows what he's doing and you know I can see what he's doing from each step. He's not a liability to me. So maybe there are uses for these things that we maybe slated a little bit earlier on but it's horses for courses. What's your goal at this point? A personal anecdote from me regarding LinkedIn. It was actually where I got my second job after FD, which was a nice job and a nice practice, uh, uh, private practice. I created a LinkedIn account and I remember the day I made it because I thought to myself, this is pointless. This is so pointless that this is virtually wasted effort because even though it's free, made the LinkedIn account, put it up, put what I did on it, a little bit about me, put a picture up there, barely logged into it ever, barely logged into it ever. On the off chance, one day I did log into it, looked in my inbox and I saw this this offer, this message about a potential job in this practice that looked really good. And that was all because I created this account on LinkedIn and it looked so good that I, I didn't really actually think it was real at the start, but sure enough, I did my due diligence and it actually was a very good practice. And that was how I got a job just by having an account on LinkedIn. So for anybody out there, there must be someone listening who doesn't have an account on LinkedIn, but also has one eye on potential job opportunities. What have you got to lose by making a LinkedIn account? It's free. Cost is absolutely zero. 30 minutes of your time. You can be advertising yourself amongst lots of dentists. You wouldn't believe the number of people that add you on LinkedIn as well. It's crazy. You get Mm -hmm. like three, four ads a day just because you're a dentist. People go out of their way to add you. No other platform is like that unless you've got a large following, in my opinion. LinkedIn, people will come to find you rather than you having to broadcast yourself in order to find other people. That's the interesting thing about LinkedIn. And I actually would agree with you there that it's best more from a professional standpoint, maybe for those looking for jobs. But I do think that there will be people out there who are underutilizing it, given the fact that it has the potential Mm, to make those connections that can lead to something seriously concrete like a job prospect. Business connections, I would say, whether that's you looking for a job or if you're a practice owner or something, you know, working with other companies, whatever it might be. There we go. Yeah. I guess we're not really saying anything too earth shattering there. No, it's a bit simple, <laughs> isn't it? Because that's what LinkedIn literally is. It's for people who want to make business connections. But I hope that that anecdote in some way inspired someone to think about a LinkedIn account where perhaps they didn't have one before. Awesome. Javier, that was a really fun podcast. Is there anything that you'd like to say just to round things off? Yeah, I think we've got a changing landscape so we'll just drag drag ourselves back to Instagram for a moment of course yeah for the last eight well basically since the pandemic started there's been a tangible shift from photography to videos and I think that is a huge huge tip to anybody out there who's trying to get themselves any sort of reach any sort of uh, you know a platform on Instagram videos are now king Vertical video, same as same as TikTok. Instagram is fighting against TikTok, and TikTok's vice versa is fighting against Instagram. They're pushing these things hard, but you do have to be good. That's the thing. You do have to make something good, something that people want to share. So shareability, something that people are going to look at and want to share with a friend, or they're going to want to look at and save it for later so they can look back at it. Something that's interesting so they'll tag someone to have a little laugh. 
those kinds of things. So you look at your, is it educational? Is it entertaining? Is it something that is shareable? I think those are the key points. And then you can focus and turn your your personality into uh, a natural way that you can do that. Uh, and a little anecdote, we used to do, you know, in the depths of the pandemic, uh, a live Instagram profile review. <clears throat> uh, and I slated this uh, young dental student from Leeds. And he had a couple of thousand followers, or maybe even less. It might be just his friends all on there, you know, people that you know through university. Um, and he made some big changes. He now only posts video. He's targeted down his niche of what he, what he posts about food, nutrition, gym. Yes, he's a dental student, but that's a whole aside. He went from that one, 2,000 followers back in January, February time, as of today or yesterday, last time I checked, 114,000 followers. It is there to be what done. It's not going away. Uh, you just have to be clever enough and smart enough to, uh, to execute it with good quality stuff. You know, the best videos for marketing are the ones that make you laugh and you want to share them amongst your friends purely from the point of view that you know that you that they are entertaining. Those are the most awesome videos for two reasons. One, because there's a human side that it's nice to share something that people enjoy. And number two, because who could ask for more effective marketing or more effective means to raise awareness about their brand than that but of course i make it sound so so simple because to make something that is truly funny is a very hard thing to do but just planting that seed awesome javier we're going to draw a line under proceedings thanks so much for coming along tonight i know for a fact there'll be lots of people in the audience who will benefit immensely from the things the information that you shared it's been an absolute pleasure to be the host thanks so much for coming my friend brilliant thank you see you later my friend If you enjoyed this podcast, please hit follow or subscribe so you can stay up to date with information on new podcasts which are released weekly. Please also feel free to leave a positive review so others can learn about this podcast and benefit from it. I would also encourage any fans of the podcast to sign up to the free Facebook community from which the podcast originated. Please search Dentists Who Invest on Facebook and hit join to become part of a community of thousands of other dentists interested in improving their finances, well-being and investing knowledge. Looking forward to seeing you on there.